Good morning, church. I am so thankful for this church family. I'm so thankful for our shepherds. I'm so thankful that this is a, a place of grace and support. And I am so thankful for all of you. I love you so very much. I'm thankful for our family conference that we had yesterday. For those of you that were here, you know what a wonderful time of encouragement and support that it was. And I want to thank our Road Family Ministry team and everybody who volunteered to help make yesterday a huge success. So if you see anybody that you know volunteered yesterday or anybody that's on our youth and family ministry team, tell them thank you because they were a little bit shorthanded yesterday. They had a couple illnesses in the, in the group, but wow, what an, what an awesome Saturday it was and they're already making plans uh, for next year. So I hope if you weren't here uh, this year, you'll make plans to be with us next year especially. I'm going to use an illustration that for anybody younger than me, um, you'll think it's ancient technology, but anybody my age or older will understand. And remember the days before DVR, right? Uh, and you wanted to record something on TV, uh, especially on Sunday nights, we always recorded the, the wonderful world of Disney and we'd watch a Disney movie. Uh, Sunday nights we were at church, so we had to record it and you didn't have DVR and so you had a blank VHS tape, you know what I'm talking about? You know, and you'd put that VHS tape in there and you'd record it and then you'd watch it a few times and then you'd run out of blank VHS tape. So the cool thing with VHS tapes is you could rewind it all the way back to the beginning and record over whatever you had recorded before and you had a new movie. Uh, and then you'd scratch it out on the label and you'd write something else on there. Yeah, see, you remember, right? Uh, you know, and I, I, guess, I guess I always sort of thought of life that way, forgiveness that way, baptism that way like when you were baptized you just sort of rewound back before whatever sin took place and you just kind of rewrote over it I know I've I've been in in moments and maybe you have too where you wish you could do that just rewind you said something that you shouldn't have said maybe immediately after it came out of your mouth you wish I wish I could just rewind this and and do it all over again like it never happened? Maybe you thought something. Maybe you looked at something. Maybe you went somewhere. Maybe you did something that hurt somebody. I think back to the times that I've unfairly judged people, the times I've criticized people, the things I've done, and I wish so bad I could just rewind it and start over and undo it and erase it. And I think sometimes that that's the way we tend to think about baptism, that baptism is just kind of a, a do-over and you can just rewind like it never happened and start again. In fact, I heard a, a sermon illustration one time that I've even repeated and I, I thought, yeah, that's, that's exactly right. The, this sermon illustration went something like this. There was this guy that was abusive to his wife and his wife left and went and lived with her dad. And then the guy that was abusive to his wife, he went to a gospel meeting and he heard the gospel and he was baptized. And, and he felt like, I'm, I'm starting all over. And he went to the dad's house to pick up his wife and said, hey, I want to bring her home. And, and the dad said, no, you can't because you're mean to her. And he said, no, I've never been mean to her. And, and then he said, no, 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 you, you, you've hit her. And he says, no, I've never done that. And he says, but you, you've been cruel to her. And he says, no, I've never done that. As if it was a different person and, and it happened. And I've, I've tended to think about baptism that way. But there's actually more to it. And it's actually not so simple. 
Baptism isn't just a rewind button that takes us back before everything began. Baptism actually doesn't erase the past. Our past isn't erased at baptism. It's redeemed. I think that's the next slide. Our past isn't erased at baptism. It's redeemed. And that's true of the subsequent forgiveness as well. Our past really is never erased but it is redeemed. It isn't as if we've never sinned. It's as if we've sinned, but we've been forgiven. It's as if we've sinned, but we've been given grace and we've been given mercy. And this morning, I want to explore with us for just a minute why this is better. Why it's better that our past hasn't been erased, but it's been repaired. It's been redeemed. It's better that life isn't and doesn't have a rewind button that just rewinds and then we just do it all over and it's like that other thing never happened. It's better that our past isn't erased. I know sometimes we wish that it was. We wish it's like it never happened. But our past isn't erased. It's redeemed. And that's a better thing by far. We're going to talk this morning about uh, the, the man we call the Apostle Paul, also known as Saul. And you may not know this, but Saul's name wasn't really changed to Paul. Sometimes we talk about it like that, like Saul was the old guy, like the bad guy, the one that killed Christians and persecuted Christians, and Paul is the new guy and the guy that's, that's different. But actually, Luke says it's just a, a different name that he went by, Saul and Paul. But Paul, Saul, was a a zealous man, zealous for the law. The Supreme Court of the Jews tasked him with persecuting Christians, and he led the assault on Christians. And, And then Jesus appeared to him on the road to Damascus, and this guy Ananias that was just read for us in our scripture reading, he came to to Paul and he said, What are you waiting for? Arise and be baptized, wash away your sins calling on the name of the Lord. And then this guy that led the assault on Christians now became the, the, the leading voice, the leading proponent for Christianity. Wrote more of our New Testament than anybody else. I mean, you talk about a, a fresh start. You, you talk about a change of life that somebody went from being the foremost persecutor of Christians to the foremost advocate for Christianity. But here I want to share with you something that Paul says about his own conversion and then for us to think about how that applies to ours. Look at 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 12. Here's what Paul wrote to his young protege, Timothy, about his own conversion. Paul says, I thank him who has given me strength, Christ Jesus our Lord, because he judged me faithful, appointing me to his service, though formerly I was a blasphemer, a persecutor, an insolent opponent, but I received mercy because I had acted ignorantly in unbelief, and the grace of our Lord overflowed for me with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus." I want us to to stop on those few verses right there for just a second and think about this fact that Paul hasn't forgotten his past. Paul doesn't say, well, that wasn't me. (laughs) That That was that Saul guy. I don't know. That wasn't me. I didn't do that stuff. Paul doesn't say any of that. 
He doesn't say, I don't even remember that. That was some other guy. He says, no, 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 I, I was a blasphemer. A blasphemer. Someone who speaks against God. Now, I mean, he had, he had this zeal for God, for Yahweh, but he spoke against, he blasphemed the name of Jesus. He didn't believe that Jesus was the Christ, the son of the living God. And you know he must have said some awful things about Jesus. And Paul hasn't forgotten. And Paul doesn't deny. That was me. I formerly was a blasphemer. Not some other guy, but me. It was me. I was a blasphemer. He says, I was a persecutor. Not only did Paul persecute the church but Jesus when Jesus appeared to him on the road to Damascus do you remember what Jesus said to him he said Saul Saul why do you persecute me Saul persecuted Jesus by persecuting the body of Christ he persecuted Jesus and Paul doesn't deny and hasn't forgotten that was me I was the blasphemer I was the persecutor Paul doesn't say that was some other dude named Saul he says no it was me I was a blasphemer I was a persecutor I was an insolent opponent that phrase or that idea means somebody who's arrogant and offensive and violent I was a brute. I was a bully. Paul hasn't forgotten and doesn't deny that was me. But do you notice that in all of this, he's able to admit these things and confess these things without shame and without guilt? He, he can think back to these things with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, and that's just amazing, isn't it? How can someone who did such awful things think back to his former life before Jesus, before the change, before repentance, before forgiveness, and think back to those things without shame, without guilt, with thanksgiving? Because he recognizes the grace and the mercy of God. You see, when you, when you think back to the past and you recognize and think about it in light of God's mercy and God's grace, you can think back to it with thanksgiving that God has had mercy on you. I received, Paul says in verse 13, I received mercy. And so now when Paul thinks back to his former life, instead of denying it and saying, that wasn't me, that was some other guy. Instead of forgetting it and said, I, don't, I just try not to even think about that former life, Paul says, no, that was me. And I remember it well. And I have received mercy. You see, if, if we pretend our life is a VHS tape that we can just rewind and erase it and write over it like it never happened, then we can't look back at those things in the past with thanksgiving. That God has had mercy on me. It's hard, isn't it? To think back to those things that you've said and those things that you've done. But Paul can look back at his former life with gratitude and thanksgiving because he can recognize that in all of those things, God has had mercy on him. And Paul doesn't necessarily address it in this text, 
But I think it's also important that we recognize that if we don't, if we don't recognize our past, if we just pretend that it's just all erased, then we don't recognize our own weakness. See, Paul, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, he still recognized, I'm still in the flesh. And I still struggle with these things. It isn't as if he went down into the water of baptism and all of a sudden he came up perfect. Now I'm Apostle Paul. Before I was some Saul persecutor guy and now I'm a totally different person. It's not like that. When Paul came up out of the water of baptism to walk a new life, he was still in the flesh. He says in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, I have to beat my body daily. I don't think he means literally but to discipline my body every single day so that after preaching to others, I myself am not disqualified. If we just pretend like forgiveness means it's all erased, it never happened, I'm a totally different person, then how do we recognize that, no, I still struggle. I'm forgiven and I'm the recipient of such grace and such mercy that I am incredibly thankful and I still recognize there's a battle left to fight. There's a struggle left to have. I'm still in the flesh and I have to discipline my body every single day. But let's keep reading 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 15. He says, The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the foremost. Some translations say I'm the chief. He doesn't say, that Saul guy, he was the chief of sin. No, he says, I, I am. I'm the foremost. And I want you to recognize that and see that. And I'm not denying it. I'm not erasing it. I'm not hiding it. It's who I have been. I'm the foremost of sinners. For this reason, here's why the foremost sinner, the one who persecuted the church, the one who led the attack, on Christianity. Here's why God had mercy on me. That in me, as the foremost, Jesus Christ might display his perfect patience as an example to those who were to believe in him for eternal life. To the king of the ages, immortal, invisible, the only God be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. One translation puts it this way. God had mercy on me so that Christ Jesus could use me as a prime example of his great patience with even the worst sinners. Then others will realize that they too can believe in him and receive eternal life. It isn't that Paul was proud of his sins, but he also didn't deny his sins. He didn't try to hide his sins. He said, it's important that you recognize. It's important that the world recognize this is what I did. This is who, whom I've been. These are the mistakes I've made. So that Jesus can use me as an example. He can hold me up to say, if this is what I can do with him, think about what I could do with you. Paul says, I'm not erasing my past. I'm not hiding my past. I'm not denying my past. This is what I've done. These are the mistakes I've made. This is the path that I went down. And God has had mercy on me. And he's repairing me. And he's fixing me. And if he can do this with me, imagine 
what he can do with you. You may have heard this, this example or this metaphor before, but have you ever seen this about kintsugi? It's this Japanese art form. I think, yeah, there we, there we go. Kintsugi. And, and apparently, this tradition started that when you had broken pieces of pottery, and it started with a, a cup or a bowl that was, it was too precious to just let go or throw away. The, the man who owned it wanted to have it repaired. But when it was repaired, the repair was ugly and not... not aesthetically pleasing. And so this idea was, was formed that you could take this broken pottery and put it together in such a way where the cracks and the brokenness isn't hidden. In fact, the brokenness and the cracks are accentuated and it's put together with this golden adhesive so that the cracks stand out. But the end result is that this pottery that's been put together with gold is actually more beautiful and more expensive, more valuable than it, is, than it was before. And that's exactly what God is doing in us. He's not hiding the cracks. He's not hiding the brokenness. He's not erasing our past. He's redeeming our past. He's redeeming us. And the end result is better than the beginning. God doesn't erase the past but redeems it so the world can see his handiwork. Isn't that what Paul says? He says, this is why. This is why God would have mercy on a guy like me is so that Jesus can use me as a prime example. This is what Jesus does for sinners. He redeems them. He repairs them. He fills in the brokenness with gold. He fills in the brokenness with grace. And so the same is true for us, isn't it? And we can look back at our past, whether the past before we were baptized into Jesus, and you say, you know what? I'm a different person than I was before. I'm changed. I live differently now than I did then. I talk differently and I think differently and I act differently. I still struggle and I'm still a work in progress, but I'm a different person. But even though I'm different and I'm changed and I'm being transformed and I'm being repaired, I don't want to deny the past. I don't want to boast in it. I'm not proud of it. I wish I hadn't done it, but I did do it. I said those things and I went those places and I hurt people and I did things that I shouldn't have done, but God is working in me. He's putting me back together. He's redeeming me. And so I don't want to hide who I was. I don't want to hide what, I, what I've done. I'll show you. Because when you see what God has done in me, you see the handiwork of God. And it's so important, church, isn't it? That we are a people. That's why I appreciate so much what Mike had to share this morning about his brother. That we're a people who are honest and open about our brokenness. Because if you look in the brokenness, you see the gold. If you look in the brokenness, you see the grace of God. You see what God is doing to redeem our past and redeem our present and redeem our future. 
It's so incredibly important that we don't pretend we don't have brokenness. It's so important that we don't pretend we haven't made mistakes. If we pretend we haven't made mistakes, if we pretend we have no brokenness, we set ourselves up for catastrophic failure in the future, don't we? If we pretend, no, 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 I've got it all figured out. I don't have any brokenness. That's all erased. It wasn't me. It was some other dude. Then we set ourselves up for catastrophic failure in the future. Not only that, but other people can see the cracks. They can see the brokenness. And when we try to pretend we don't have any, they call us out on it. And they say, you're a hypocrite. You're a liar. I see, I see the brokenness. We shouldn't pretend to be people that don't have cracks and, and brokenness. But people who are rather open and honest about the brokenness. To say, in the brokenness, God is filling it with gold. He's filling it with grace. He's filling it with mercy. And when we, we pretend that it doesn't exist, we fail to bring glory to God for the repair work that he's doing in our lives. Paul says, to the king of the ages, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. The glory and the honor belongs to our Lord, not, not just in spite of our failures, but through our failures through our brokenness, through the redemption, through the forgiveness, through the grace, through the mercy. So I, for one, am happy, thankful, might be a better word, thankful that God hasn't erased my past, but he has redeemed it. My past as in yesterday, my past as in years ago, I'm thankful that God hasn't just erased it, but he's redeemed it so the world can see his handiwork in me. And I'm thankful that God is doing that in you. And so let's be honest about our own brokenness and what God is doing in that and with each other. And when we see brokenness in each other, Instead of, instead of despising each other for the, those mistakes and those failures and those weaknesses, let's be so thankful that we can see those things and say, that's a place that God is working in them. And when we see that in ourselves, we can be thankful and say, this is a place that God is working in me. Because if there's anything that all of us have in common, we're, we're quite different, aren't we? We have different backgrounds, come from different places. We're different people, different experiences, but this we all have in common. We've all been broken, and God is working on putting us back together. He's redeeming us. And so we need to not pretend like that brokenness doesn't exist, but rather let's accentuate the grace and the mercy that God has had on us and the changes that are transpiring in our life. Paul certainly didn't live the same way he used to live or do the things he used to do. There was genuine, real repentance, and there is in us as well. And we continue to say, yes, I have made mistakes, and God has shown me grace and shown me mercy that his handiwork might be seen. That other people, that other people, that your neighbors and your friends, and your family, let's hope they see our failures. 
Let's hope they see our mistakes. Let's hope they see who we were and who we're becoming. Let's hope they see God's handiwork in us. Let's not try to hide it or pretend like it doesn't exist. It does, and God is doing a work in us, and let's hope and let's pray that he is glorified through the redemption that's happening in us. Maybe there's somebody here this morning, and you're ready for that fresh start, for that forgiveness, to be redeemed the way Paul was. And if there's anyone who might think, but I've, I've messed up too bad, I've done too many things. I've said too many things. I've gone too many places that I shouldn't have. Paul says, then look at my life. And if God can do this with a murderer and a persecutor and a blasphemer, if God can do this with me, imagine, just imagine what he can do with you. So if you're ready to begin that walk with Jesus or to come back to Jesus, or if you need prayers or encouragement, we are here for you to help you any way we can. So won't you come forward as we stand and sing.